Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Do you need a little help with your practice? Well, who doesn't? I recommend you try Birdie Ball, the most inventive golf practice device created in the last 20 years. Go to birdieball.com and get your birdie balls today. Now let's see how Jim Myers and Dr. Chaz held up during the Portland Classic. Jim and Doc, you've been working up here. Well, Jim, you work here all the time. And we should probably be on that plane going to Singapore or something. But regardless... You work up here all the time, but this week you've done something a little special. You brought up Dr. Chaz, and you're getting a lot of data off the the course, the you know the temperatures, the the water, the moisture, all that stuff. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, so I had uh, Dr. Chaz come in um, from Oregon State University, and he's uh, helped us collect data. It's a good way for us to uh, measure green speeds and be able to uh, figure out what we're going to do each day. Do we double cut? Do we single cut? Do we roll? And by uh, Dr. Chaz collecting that data gives us an opportunity to be able to see uh, where we need to be for green speeds. With that said, um, I can go into what uh, we actually collected, and that's uh, actually green speed. We did uh, moisture volume content, and we also did firmness readings. And those kind of go hand in hand with the firmness readings and the speeds, especially with the pin locations and the amount of slope. Right. So how's this been for you, Doc? Uh, it's, it's been really fun. Uh, usually I'm used to taking data on research plots, and it, it doesn't really mean anything until I analyze the data months later. And uh, so this is kind of cool that we uh, get to collect the data and make split-second decisions on, on how we're going to manage the turf. So it's been really enjoyable. Do you do it quickly, like you just said, and then come back to it and visit it later for long-term use? Or, or what's that entire process like for all our uh, golf grass, you know, geeks out there like i am yeah so each morning we would go out and we would take stemp uh right after the mowing and the rolling so we're doing it about we'd start about 4 a.m we would start taking the data and then after the first three or four holes we would make a decision if the green speed is fast enough or too fast so um, it was more so we were looking at do we need to do a double cut to kind of get the green speed up so earlier in the week we we're kind of making those decisions on do we pull the trigger and mow again and get the green speeds up, or are we right where we want it? And early in the week, we had to uh, pull out a double cut for a couple days to kind of bump the green speed up. And mm-hmm. since we've kind of been drying out, we've maintained and kind of kept that green speed throughout the tournament. So it's been very consistent, and I think it's been uh, useful for us to to make decisions instead of just saying a gut feeling we should, we should double cut. Um, we were thinking this morning after – the moisture in the air and a little bit of water right. we did last night, we, we were pretty sure we are going to have to double cut. But then after doing the first three greens, doing our data collection on that, and we were exactly the same where we were at yesterday. So we left it and kept it consistent. So I think it's been really helpful to, to guide our decisions and make us confident in what we're deciding. So. And how will you apply this data to long-term use? I mean, I'm sure you'll share it with Jim because he's the one that got you here in yeah. the data collection. But how does this fit into your overall research? 
Um, so I think this will be helpful for coming back next year when we're looking at um, green speeds and how we're managing it. And I think kind of what we did this week is a good kind of model and how we could kind of do it next next year. Um, and um, it's just good to have that information and, and good to be consistent. So if, if there's any kind of uh, feedback that we get that it wasn't consistent or it was consistent, you know, we kind of have the data back that up and prove that, you know, we were pretty darn consistent all week long. The green speeds um, stayed right at the same um, the whole entire week. I think we were at 13.3 for the entire week. And our firmness um, stayed pretty close. We got a little firmer as the week went on, yeah. which is what we were intending to do. Um, but, it, but it's very playable out there. So, Well, that that's kind of the way it is on all the tournaments. I mean, it, they get faster as they get a little drier, a little more baked, it seems like, when you're watching them on TV. Yeah. How many other courses do you work with, or do you work specifically with Jim? Um, so we have a diagnostic lab at Oregon State. So we um, get a lot of disease and insect samples in, and then um, we do, do site visits. So... This has been one of the harsher summers we've seen in quite a while in Oregon. Um, we've got some insect pests that are coming in, not only on golf courses, but home lawns. So billbugs is, is a big insect pest, and their larvae feed on the roots and um, can kill the grass. So that's been a, a tough one this year. So I've made quite a few house calls, if you will, to yeah. uh, golf courses to see, see damage. But um, Jim and I are good hockey buddies, so we have our Friday meetings in the locker room, and we discuss what's going on on the golf course, and then I try to make it up once a month and do a course walk with Jim and just see how things are going. And, um, it's, it's not a bad office for, uh, no, for, for I was going to say that's a, that's a great reason, quote unquote, to come up here yeah. and do that. So did you, did you putt on any of the greens? Just FYI? Uh, yeah. So I, I, we played, uh, around on Friday before the, the tournament started and, um, I, I three putted quite a few. So it, uh, <laughs> it was a good challenge. I was telling Jim yesterday that, We've been doing stint meter and watching the ball roll, but we should probably take a putter out and see uh, see the punishment we're putting them through out here because it's uh, they're tough greens, but they they run very true, so they're they're not deviating from the line. So you can if you're putting well, you can make a lot of putts out here, and I think we're seeing that. There's a there's a lot of the the women that are making long putts and making really good putts because of how true they're rolling. Right. So I got to play this back in July, I think, uh, for a benefit. And, of course, I know you, Jim, and you've been on the show a number of times, and you've helped me with questions I've had about my own house. Uh, but I thought the course looked in phenomenal shape back then, so I knew you'd be, you know, bringing it up a couple notches prior to the tournament. So yeah. congratulations on that, by yeah. the way. Yeah, thank you. It's been really good. Um, you know, we've enjoyed the golf course all summer. Been in pretty good shape. You know, it's uh, as having Dr. Chaz here and collecting that data, it's actually going to help me in the long run, too. You know, with uh, my member guest events, uh, my uh, club championship, we have that data collected. I was only able to collect maybe um, four or five greens. Uh, one of our assistants um, would... Uh, collect uh, data for me and then we would input that um jake sabo our uh, assistant worked pretty hard on that for me and uh now bring in dr Chaz, and i was able to do every green once you can do every green then you have more of a firm uh understanding of where you're at with moisture content and sure. speed so it really gives us an opportunity to be able to have better management practices when we're maintaining the golf course excellent excellent do you ever think Oregon State will have a division just for golf courses? I know you got a golf team there, but I mean, at, through the ag department, would you have a, 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 a golf course centric program there to help them? Yeah, so we do have a, a, a turf grass program at Oregon State right. University. So 
I work under Alec Kovaleski, who is the extension specialist in turf grass. And so we've got a undergraduate turf program where we train undergraduate students, uh, including a few that volunteered this week out here. Uh, and then also we do some continuing education uh, uh, as well. So we do some adult education for people that are non-traditional students that uh, don't have time to necessarily do an undergrad degree. Right. They can do online classes and train for that. Uh, and then we do research as well. So um, we do contract research for, for chemical companies, fertilizer companies, and then we also do grant-funded research. So, sure. Um, we, we help out with diseases and insects and um, anything our stakeholders, our superintendents want to know, we kind of dive into and, and do the research on. So, oh, that's very cool. It's fun to have a, a median impact. You know, I can run my data, present it to the superintendent, and they can be out applying those, uh, what we found in our research the next day. So, You know, I think one of the things that, that kind of comes to mind, Dr. Chaz, is a lot of people just think that it's what do I want to say? They're not familiar with the sport. They're not familiar with everything that we do involved in golf on all ends. And they just think it's a, you know, 125 acres or whatever the course is. And it's, it's mode. And, and they kind of think of, well, they just make patterns, you know, in the fairways or, or what have you like that. But, uh, maybe you can address this or maybe Jim can, but the amount of work, and care that goes into this still though under the guise and and guidelines of you know wetlands and ecosystems and different things like that i don't know as everybody understands the amount of work that that guys like you two put into making it great for the the members or the are the golfers but then also taking care of uh, the environment and stuff yeah, it's um, it, it's an incredible challenge. You know, we're mowing putting greens under a tenth of an inch. Uh, most grass doesn't want to survive that low, and uh, most of our grasses that we grow on our golf courses in the Pacific Northwest is a, a grass called annual bluegrass or poa annua. And uh, although it's a pretty strong weed, it, it doesn't like to live and survive in the heat in the middle of summer, and so it just wants to give up and die in the middle of summer so it can be an incredible challenge keeping it alive you really have to baby it and then yeah. you think about all the different heights that you cut things at and all the different surfaces and um it can be really difficult and so you know from our end hopefully we're bringing a little more science into the turf grass management they used to say um kind of early days it was an art form to, to manage grass that so you had to have years of experience and, right. and know how to do it and now we're, we're bringing the science into it and the data so we can use our moisture meters to water and water the right amount and effectively versus before, you know, we're poking a knife into the green and seeing if we can feel moisture on it. And now we have numbers that we can, you know, program in specific run times on the irrigation. So the more scientific that we can make it, the more data we can use to manage the, the better off we are as turf grass managers. So. I think that's, that's a good program. So how do you fit into all this, Jim? <laughs> well, I'm fitting in uh, managing staff. It's nice uh, having Dr. Chaz with all the science behind it. And uh, my piece is uh, just managing our team and managing our property. Um, this week we had 15 different volunteers that helped us out, plus our staff of 26 individuals. So we had a fairly large crew. It's very, uh, it's, I would say it's really nice in the morning when we're doing staff meeting to see that many bodies standing around and it's amazing how much work you can actually get done in a short period of time with that many individuals so uh, hosting an event uh, like this um, you can't just do it by yourself you got to ask for people like dr Chaz and all the volunteers that came from all over the place to help us out this week you mean you don't do the george c scott general Patton thing march up on the stage with your helmet on in the morning
morning and say you cut them this way or you know whatever no unfortunately i don't uh nate uh, my uh senior assistant um basically works uh endless hours putting plans together and uh who should be doing what and um who's best at that job and uh how is that going to impact uh, the golf course and how's it going to look on tv so nate spends a lot of time organizing that stuff and pretty much i just uh am the coach of the uh, team i kind of help uh point them in the right direction and uh, nate leads them to uh move forward and you throw the challenge flag once in a while? Once in a while, I throw the challenge flag. <laughs> and if they challenge me, I pull in Dr. Chess to uh, throw some science behind it. And uh, with my 30 years of experience and Chess's knowledge, I think we can uh, put out a pretty good product daily. He's the official video review up in the tower, Dr. Yes, Chess. Yes, he is video review. You know, it's really good to see the tournament back here at Columbia Edgewater this year, Jim. I know last year was not knocking on uh, Oregon Golf Course, but last year was a challenge. Um, I'm kind of on the consumer side of things, if you will. It was a challenge for the spectators and a lot of that. And, and you know, they're to be commended for putting something together rather quickly. But I think a lot more people have just, you know, I've been out here three out of the four days and they're just relaxed. They're happy. They're sitting around watching and kids are getting autographs, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think you did a, stupen- a stupendous job getting the course ready. And I'm and I'm happy for you that the, the tournament came back. Yeah, no, it's been great having the tournament back. Um, and, uh, you know, the players uh, during their interviews uh, throughout the week have been phenomenal. Um, you know, Caroline Inglis, our uh, member and LPGA member, uh, she's here competing. She hasn't competed on her, her grounds in a while, and it's nice for her to be here. Um, you know, Tiffany Chan uh, has given us some, a lot of good feedback on how much she cared about the golf course and really enjoyed uh, the putting surface, as well as Hannah Green. So we've got a, a lot of feedback uh, from quite a few, uh, um, you know, players. Uh, our rules officials here are excited to be here. Um, they really enjoy the property. And the main thing is that, uh, um, you know, we supply a championship uh, golf course uh, for our players. And uh, today, Sunday, we get to crown a champion. You still pulling for Hannah? You told me in a text last night. That- <laughs> I'm always pulling for Hannah. I'm always pulling for Caroline, and I'm yeah. always pulling for Tiffany. So yeah. those are my three favorite players. Yeah, I, I think I told you Caroline was going to. I yeah. was p- picking her last night. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, Caroline's so good. She knows this property. She knows uh, how to putt these greens. Um, she knows where the ball position needs to be to play this golf course. I spend a lot of time you know, talking with her throughout the season when she's back here, um, you know, practicing at our golf course. And every time I see her, I try to stop and talk to her, ask her about what she's doing, what she saw at this golf course, and how can we improve our golf course from her uh, player's eye. So it's really nice having her as a member, and uh, she's been playing really well this weekend. I think we're going to have an opportunity maybe to uh, see her on top of the leaderboard, if not a win today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been taking pictures of her for three days, so it's all good, you know, like that. Uh Last question for both of you, if uh, Dr. Chaz, if you had to tell our listeners how important uh, turf grass management and the and the data you're collecting and all that, um, just how important is that to not just the golf course you're working on, but in the entire golf industry? Yeah, it's um, it's 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 good data. It's good stuff to have, uh, kind of in our back pocket. I'm I'm even learning stuff myself this week. Um, we've been taking ball roll in the morning and night, and and one interesting thing I learned this week is that we we've kind of thought about it. I've never shown it with data or proved it before. Is that we're 
actually losing green speed throughout the day. So when we mow and roll in the morning, the first thing we get our fastest green speed and we're losing almost a foot in green speed by the end of the day. And that's purely from foot traffic and cleats in the ground sure. deflecting the ball. So that was something that we've kind of talked about and thought about in the past. And we were able to kind of show that and prove that with the numbers. So that's kind of one thing that, that popped out that was interesting. Um, but I, I'm just here supporting the maintenance staff. They're the, the real heroes here, the kind of the unsung heroes. Yeah. We do everything in the dark and, and not a lot of the spectators see what we do. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we kind of get pushed to the side sometime. And so I'd just like to commend uh, Jim's crew there. They did an incredible job, and, and they're dialed in, and this is kind of their Super Bowl this week. So they're they're on top of their game and, and winning. So You notice he's not taking his sunglasses off at all. <laughs> he, he, he's, lack of sleep. It's a lack of sleep. He's got the road map to Cleveland in his left yeah, eye there. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. You want to take a shot at that last question too, Jim? And then we'll get out of here? Yeah, you know, I just, you know, overall just really impressed with my team. Um, you know, we talked all summer about uh, how to prepare for this event. We hosted the Pacific Coastal Championships this summer. Really kind of gave us a, a good trial run of what was going to happen during LPGA. Who was going to be doing what? What were they the best tasks they were at? And uh, so that really gave us a good good practice round. And anytime you can have a practice round like that, uh, hosting an outside event uh, leading up to this uh, this major event and at the end of the summer for us, uh, um, you know, just can't say enough to the team. Just really proud of uh, them and uh, Nate, my assistant, for really taking the lead on uh, keeping it organized and uh, keeping the team uh, uh, moving forward. Cool. Well, congratulations, buddy, Doctor Chaz. Nice work. And that's going to wrap it up for Grilling at the Green here this year at the uh, Columbia Edgewater from the Cambia Portland Classic. Oh, no, it's the Amazing Cree. I, I get that wrong once in a while, but yeah. they'll forgive me. Good change this year. So. Yeah, good change. Thanks for listening. We'll be back right after this.